0: Should it all equates it be forgot, and, and days of our land. land. I think those are the words. Are those the words? Should it <laughs> all equates it be forgot, and days of our land. <laughs> <what> <laughs> Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What's up, everyone? Watch Rob Gobbs, and then record our thoughts and post it on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing a few days after our uh, Christmas Eve watch of Love Actually? <laughs> Uh I'm good. Hard to believe
1: it's already gonna be New Year's. It's gonna yeah. be the end of 2020.
0: Yes. Can you fucking believe it? Yeah. This year. Can eat a dick. <laughs> if only <laughs> if only everything
1: just got magically wiped away overnight, too. <laughs>
0: That'd be really nice. Yeah. As I was joking with Max earlier, they should have the big ball in Times Square be a coronavirus. <laughs> so that it's bubble. the
1: red with the little or the little poofs coming little out red of
0: it. Poofs coming out of it, yeah. Just a <laughs> That's and so then, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and then it. As I also mentioned, there'd be a bowl of vaccine at the bottom, and so when the ball hits the vaccine, it dissolves and disappears, and then it says 2021, and so it shows you know the vaccine and. We're going to come back.
1: Yeah. We'll, God, I hope we'll, so.
0: We'll kick that damn coronavirus.
1: Yeah.
0: All. This is what happens when you fuck with humanity, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and so yes uh, so there's my max new year's and, pep talk right there yeah max and i just finished watching new year's eve where there's that new year's ball that drops at midnight much like that coronavirus thing i just talked about
1: oh uh, i get this i get the parallel now
0: yeah um, <laughs> we just watched new year's eve uh it was the second time for me i watched it when it was in theaters my mom and i went to the theater and watched it i remembered. Uh, you know, it came came out the end of 2011 and going into 2012. So I remember thinking at the time it wasn't horrible. And then I watched it again today. <laughs> 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 I had, we'll get into that, Max. uh so you weren't sure if you've seen this before. Or not. I'm, I'm still not sure. I I honestly, <laughs> like I, you, I watched it and you're not sure if you've seen it before. I, it's so <laughs> like you're still not 100% if that was the first or second time you've watched it after <laughs> watching it. I mean, I was thoroughly convinced
1: going into this that, I mean, I thought I'd sat down and actually watched this this movie before. Like just because of the name and a couple of the people I knew who were in it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little like Valentine's Day. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But like now that I've seen it again, supposedly, nothing about it seemed familiar. And if it was, it sure as fuck wasn't Remarool at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds all right. right. So let's get into the stats of the movie because that's going to take a while. So...
1: Yeah, the cast alone is going to take half the episode.
0: New Year's Eve is a 2011 American romantic comedy film directed by Gary Marshall. (laughs) The film consists of an ensemble cast consisting of. Halle Berry, Jessica Biel, John Bon Jovi, Abigail Breslin, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Robert De Niro, Josh Duhamel, Zach Efron, Hector Elizondo, Catherine Heigl, Ashton Kutcher, Seth Meyers, Leah Michelle, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michelle Pfeiffer, Till Schweiger, Jake T. Austin, Hilary Swink, and Sofia Vergara.
1: Don't forget Jim Belushi. Did you get him?
0: And then there's many bits like Jim Belushi's mini bit um, or yeah. there's other people was, as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, who else? I'm, there's a bunch of others, I feel like.
0: Those are uh, the only ones that got got their name shown on the poster, though. So, And yes, they're, all of their names are on the poster. <laughs> um, so uh, the movie was released on December 9th, 2011. The running time is 118 minutes. They gave us two hours of this shit. (laughs) Like we sat through the we sat through two hours of this shit. I don't even know how or why.
1: Um, I I mean, yeah, okay, 118 minutes. Jesus, what happened? Like, what what was actually complicated? Never mind. That's for another discussion. Continue. We'll
0: talk about that. So, we'll talk getting about out of that range. Getting out of ourselves. Getting out of ourselves. I am. So, the budget for the film. Now, think about it. Remember, last week we talked about the most expensive movie we've done so far, which was The Holiday. Surprisingly. Oh, right.
1: Right, right, right.
0: At like 85 to $90 million, like somewhere in that yeah. range. So, they had really high named, like hotly named people. So, that. Was assumed to be the reason for why the budget was so big
1: yeah four of them versus how many in this one 25 jesus
0: yeah so keep that in mind and it's a surprising result but the budget for this film is 56 million interesting yeah not so these so you would think if Robert De Niro and Halle Berry are going to spend time acting in these hospitals, in these hospital scenes, that they would do it for a shit ton of money, but yet their all their salaries combined didn't match the holiday. <laughs> it was far off. So my thought is, did they not get paid that much? Like, are they just do? Are they literally trying to do this for fun? Well, this, what, are, what is so fun about this?
1: This might go back to the same kind of thing we had with the Valentine's Day. Remember where we were looking up the we were looking up the salaries of like Julia Roberts, for example. And, oh, I, yeah. and I remember I can't remember the specific example beyond that, but I remember like comparing her figures because she only shot for like three days. It was such a prorated figure. For what you'd normally see for like a a lead actress.
0: But she still got paid like six figures per word.
1: Um, Maybe that's, maybe I'm combining it with that factoid too. Yeah, you're right. The Julia Roberts factoid was one about like how much she got paid per word. But I thought I remembered something about Valentine's day too, where they, they explained like, because everyone essentially had bit parts where they didn't have to film for months on end. Like you would as a lead character. like, They got prorated salaries too. So, like, they were able to afford more people, which it's like, yeah,
0: it's so fucking weird. But I get that. But I still think, like, to be in something like this, I want my full rate, even if it's only 10% of what it would be (laughs) as far as work time. Yeah, I'd to be really interested to see their salary. If it's something this shitty, I would need to be paid full price. <laughs> uh, how much did it make in the box office? Mm, 125 million. Not too far off, it made 142 million. What? almost three times its budget yes
1: well i mean with with the build-up for it i can imagine why like it's as simple as new year's eve okay cool you know exactly what it's going to be about now and it's this ensemble cast all right of course i'm gonna go watch it yeah
0: exactly now (laughs) for the main event (laughs) 142 reviews All right. What is the Rotten Tomato score for New Year's Eve? Twelve percent. You are too high. What? It is seven (laughs) percent. seven percent
1: oh yeah i don't mind hating this movie now
0: as in the single digit number that you put on your jersey if we're baseball mickey mantle mickey mantle or it's yes seven percent all right
1: (laughs) well that about sums it up folks there's our episode thanks for joining (laughs) us um
0: the synopsis mentions that it's shallow, sappy, and dull New Year's Eve assembles a star-studded cast for no discernible purpose.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. Sarah Michelle Fetters of MovieFreak.com wrote, This movie is a serious waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Monica Castillo of Dig Boston wrote, to keep it short and sweet, the movie is messier than Times Square at 3 a.m. on January 1st. Yup. Rafer Guzman of New Year's Day, or excuse me, of Newsday, sorry, Newsday the magazine, wrote, New Year's Eve is a perfect example of why the adjective Hollywood is so often used as a pejorative. Hmm. That's true. (laughs) Hmm. And then Linda Holmes of NPR wrote the only entertaining way to watch New Year's Eve is as a cruel experiment in which performers stranded with absolutely no script support with, with no script support are forced to subsist on pure presence, which quickly becomes a blood sport in which only few survive.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that I want to rewatch the movie now with that. I, I kind of do too.
1: Yeah, but I also <laughs> don't want to like... wait two hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro is literally acting for his life. He's like, I know I'm old. <laughs> I must, I must make sure people think I'm dying for real, <laughs> so that they leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Just so. Uh, I want to just go on the record of saying my uh, my opinions as a 23-year-old when it comes to movies were flawed. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they, were, I, they were inexperienced. I thought, I thought this movie was fine, and I also had uh, initially put the movie 500 Days of Summer into my top five all-time movies. Ah. Uh. yeah uh my movie opinions were trash at that age (laughs) i mean the lake
1: house was one of the first dvds i ever bought for myself at that point so uh (laughs) uh, you're not alone i got you buddy
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i there really isn't a place to start with this movie because, because
1: there was no actual plot
0: yeah They (laughs) just uh, the romances in this film.
1: Do we do we really want to call them that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because they don't even get enough time. Like they're just not given any time.
1: So I have to help us with that. IMDB actually did break down the different. Storylines. As if there were legitimate storylines.
0: I mean, we can kill time, read them off one by one.
1: Um, just read
0: them off, and we'll react to it because, and and after you read one off, we'll react to what they've written, and then we'll give our own opinions, and then we'll move on to the next, and that's how we'll do this review. Because <laughs> that, that it's it's so tremendously bad that there's no structure to what can be said right now. So let's just yeah, with
1: that. I, I think we just go off of the natural story or the how they've divided up the, the story IMDb.
0: Line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause
1: okay so this is just going off of the cast list too like the cast list they were nice enough to put like the cast name the character name and then in parentheses what segment or storyline they're from so yeah. for example michelle pfeiffer is from the resolution tour segment
0: oh they gave it a name resolution tour
1: yeah each of them have names which I think is, I'm wondering where they got them from. If, like, this is a released by the studio kind of thing, like...
0: Probably, yes.
1: Okay, so the, because we Because the,
0: even the studio knew. Let's go, let's say that right now. Overall, the, there's too many fucking storylines. There's too much in there's it. There's way and too it's many. All, it's too long, and yet nothing was given it enough time. It's, That's it's, how full of shit it is. It's, it's like, yeah. It's two hours and every storyline needed another 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. There's,
1: well, first Uh, of all, unlike Valentine's Day, we have absolutely no like real substantial crossover between the storylines. Like, I mean, we technically do, yes, but there's no like, real reason to justify why we're supposed to be emotionally invested in any of these Mm storylines. On top of that, there's so many of them that one, it's hard to even fucking keep track from second to second because you're shown like 30 seconds or to a minute of one at a time. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, it's not enough time to actually let you garner any sort of interest in the storyline. Like, Even if there was a storyline to begin with, of course. But (laughs) moving on, let that be known as we move forward.
0: As we proceed to give you what you need. Um, So
1: we start with the resolution tour, I guess, which is the Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron storyline.
0: Yes. So this was my favorite storyline of the movie. What about
1: you? I, I'd say so too, just because it was the only one that really had any sort of rom-com magic to it. Yes. Uh, it, yeah.
0: In a movie full of storylines that dealt with like interpersonal relationships, this storyline felt the most realistic.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is like, ironic. Cause it's, it's like the most dreamy too. Yeah.
0: And but like, that, but the actual stakes made sense like they were they put a time limit on it there were stakes to it and but it was done because you know there was a i mean you knew why he was doing it you know why she was doing it because she was fed up like it all you knew the motivations you just knew like everything was put there for you right and so you, all you had to do was just watch it and enjoy it
1: yeah I, I feel like that storyline could have actually been ex- expanded into a nice rom-com on its own where like, yeah, maybe, you know, obviously instead of like kissing her at midnight or something, you know, he kisses her on the cheek and then, you know, he's been such a nice guy. She hooks him up with her, her daughter or something, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you, you have some other storyline there that you add to it. But like, I think, yeah, that could have easily been like its own movie because it had like all the makings of a rom-com. It was the only one of those storylines that really did, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I agree with you one hundred percent. And so that that's my favorite storyline. And uh, and then also Max found out what spas are.
1: Dude, I had no idea they were that nice. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure so not like, all like, of them are that nice, but...
0: but yeah. And like, I think that's like a separate special thing that right. They, that one, but but spas can be of you know oh. to that quality, quality, or at least you know getting a massage and being pampered and everything else like that. Yeah,
1: I still remember we went to there was you might remember hearing about this at one point. They in college, right by the Oregon campus. There must have been, I think it was like bathhouses, like old old school bathhouses that my girlfriend's senior year yeah. of college and I went to. And they were, they were like that, where it was like you rented like this, your own little like, it was kind of like a sauna sized room, except a little bit bigger, but it was all to yourself. And like you had like trickling water and they turned up the heat. And it was like, it was just like a room to like relax in for a couple hours. And I remember- They gave you, like, plush towels and robes and shit. And it was just, like, that's all you did. You just, like, fucking relaxed in the heat and, like, listened to the water and, like, shit like that. And I remember being so fucking uh, relaxed just from that experience.
0: (laughs) Bathhouses are the more, like, known experience for males as opposed to spas. Like, the spa experience you see for her is more female-centric. That's kind of the gender... Roles, But as we've talked about, normal is a construct. You know, if you want to do the quote-unquote female spa experience, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, just going and getting pampered and skincare and all
1: that. I I don't think... I'm honestly, as a guy and the stigma that our gender has against doing sorts of things like that, I'm fucking jealous. Like, Mm -hmm. I want that shit. That's why whenever I get into a relationship, I feel like I have, like, the... The privilege to be able to drink fruity drinks publicly again. To... I
0: feel so naughty. I feel so naughty. I feel so naughty. <laughs> feel so naughty. <laughs> now it's now it's
1: totally acceptable for me to pamper myself.
0: Oh, <laughs> new Girl. I want to watch some New Girl now.
1: Anyway, to but get the
0: taste, get anyway. this taste out of mouth from this movie. We How do we focus get on back? Focus we... back on the movie. Where the fuck were so... we? We did. We just did the resolution tour, which was the first of the storylines that we're talking about.
1: Resolution tour. Okay, next up we've yeah. got the hospital story, which is Robert De Niro and Halle Berry. Okay. And, and weirdly enough, Alyssa Milano for like three seconds.
0: <laughs> for like two lines and Common.
1: Common, who's on there for like maybe 30 seconds as her boyfriend and, abroad.
0: In- uh, uh, yeah, and you know what he's using in order to talk to... In Halle Berry. This guy, he's using he's using AI. <laughs> God Even for that God, commercial. How about those commercials? <laughs> it's on every fucking goddamn college basketball game once. We have
1: the year. power as a people. Like dude, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. <laughs>
0: every sporting event, it seems like the CBS has that damn commercial come on at least 7,000 times. AI
1: gives us the power.
0: <laughs> he was using AI to talk to Allie.
1: <laughs> it all
0: full circle.
1: Full circle. Full circle.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway. Oh <my> God. <laughs> That's pretty much all that needs to be said about that storyline.
0: <laughs> I just... I mean, I kept thinking to myself, like, Robert, blink twice if you're being held captive. <laughs> like, that's it's just, I felt like both of them were trapped and imprisoned and were forced to act in the scene that someone had written, or else they were going to be, like, murdered. Like, they had, like, they had Bob strapped to their chest, and there's this <laughs> guy who's just, like, I wrote this script for you. <laughs> like, and he's just, like, holding a button his thumb over a button like you're more feeling bobby (laughs) like (laughs) oh god well
1: you did in your defense you did during the movie ask all right did did they do
0: this just for fun (laughs) like yeah like (laughs) did they need the money that bad and then it's not even that much money because it's prorated so it's like did you need the money that bad there's no way
1: It was, yeah. Like Robert De Niro and you get someone like Robert De Niro. Okay. Then you need to write lines for him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad enough that the movie lacked a script to begin with. Like there was absolutely no, any sort of emotional dialogue worth paying attention to. And, and then you get someone like Robert De Niro, you get legitimate fucking actors and you still don't write a real script for them. It's like, I, I still, we just watched it half an hour ago. I don't remember anything he well, said.
0: If the script, like, honestly, if the script had been that you give Bobby De Niro a hearing aid that has issues, and he just keeps saying to everyone, you're talking to me? <laughs> that would have been a better script. Already, yeah. already better. Yeah. Like, just like if he just repeatedly made a joke of him saying, you talking to me, that was the joke and the whole reason for him in the movie, (laughs) that still would have been better than the fucking dialogue they came up with. Absolutely, because at least it would have fucking made sense. It would have been a joke. And then by the 10th time, we're just like, I get the fucking joke already. (laughs) That still would have been better than what they actually came up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, next season, next storyline.
1: Next storyline. What do we got? Um, uh, shit, I lost it. Give me a second. Um, hospital story, maternity ward is up next.
0: Ah, oh, this is my least favorite.
1: This one was also pointless, but
0: fuck that storyline.
1: But I, I get what they're trying to do with the implementation. All right. So when you think of New Year's Eve, what do we think about all this different stuff happening? Oh, we could do mm-hmm. a storyline where people are competing over the New Year baby prize. Oh, that's funny. Let's do that.
0: Yeah. It's just who's paying the $25,000? That, that's that's dollars. Who's this is not a government lottery that they're trying to win.
1: Well, if it's a if it's a county hospital, then yes, it is taxpayers. <laughs> the,
0: the hospitals. So the hospital is trying to pay out twenty five thousand.
1: Apparently, yeah. system one. I've
0: honestly,
1: I have no experience. Only say do- from friends that have had babies, but I've never heard of them paying people. I've heard of, like, you get gifts and shit, you know, like, to get your baby life started. But, but yeah.
0: I hate this storyline. The only good thing about it is Seth Meyers he gets to crack some jokes.
1: Yeah, he has he has a couple good lines that I feel like he probably wrote himself because you know the fucking scriptwriters didn't.
0: Yeah, his reaction to the water breaking is the funniest part of that <laughs> entire storyline. Yeah. What
1: was the there was something along the movie oh, we oh, both Also
0: to. also uh when she yells in the operating about trying operating about getting a I forget the type of a Winnebago into a fucking compact parking spot. Oh yeah, that's what we yeah. laughed at. I was just about yeah. to. laugh. there was something in that that we laughed our
1: asses off. They at.
0: used their one PG thirteen fuck for <laughs> her yelling in the operating room, and I think that's a good idea.
1: That was probably the most well acted scene too, because she like legitimately lost her shit. Yeah, it's hilarious. Her, but... her
0: her well her most well acted scene, but that's not hard to do for Jessica Biel. Of course, sucks. <laughs> then we
1: have what's
0: the next storyline
1: Jensen and Laura's story. So that's Catherine Heigel and John Bon Jovi and Sophia Vergara.
0: The best part of that is Sophia Vergara. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh so uh, I literally said to Max during this. Oh, I never signed off from the live tweet. I just realized. <laughs> I should send that tweet. dude. <laughs> uh but anyway, uh the best part of that whole entire storyline was Sofia Vergara because I was telling Max she is 100% overacting and just doing the Sofia Vergara thing and yet I couldn't ask I could ask for more of it. Like I just it's like, it's 100% overacting and I completely 100% dig it. I just love watching Sofia Vergara be Sofia Vergara. I well, just it
1: brought it. a little life to the damn thing. Like otherwise yeah, that, like you're giving yeah. us all these stories that you're, you're, you're telling us we should be yeah. caring about, but you're not showing us.
0: You're, you're immediately taking us to a, a fight, like a resolution fight between two characters and trying to explain why the fight's happening and you're also asking John Bon Jovi to emote acting wise with <laughs> Katherine Heigel, who's not necessarily known for her emotion. And it's and just also, like why
1: so you cast <laughs> John Bon Jovi for what? This one final musical number? Whoopdie fucking do that made no goddamn sense.
0: We're trying to build a, a Boeing seven forty seven jet, and all we have are these sheets of paper.
1: And then they're trying to convince us to get on the jet before it's built. They're like, guys, yeah. trust us. It's going to be there by the time you get to the top of the, the, the loading thing, whatever those tunnels are called. I can't
0: even think. Yeah. Look at this colorful sheet of paper. It's, it's, it's colored like the Colombian flag. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's the Sophia Vergara sheet of paper. Oh yeah, yeah. Know. Anyway. This analogy is falling apart much like that storyline. <laughs> yes. but absolutely. We love Sophia Vergara. Anyway, next
1: one. Next one. The elevator storyline. Ah yes. This <laughs> this involved <laughs> with Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle. Um with a brief three second cameo by Jim Belushi.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, I just, I love how Ashton Kutcher does even less than he usually does. Like the one thing Ashton Kutcher's known for is being the crazy guy who does the funny, like freak out stuff. That was what he was doing for in that 70s show. And that's what he's known for in previous movies. He's like the frat, the prat falling, you know, frat guy. And they ask him to be morose, intellectual, hipster, and yeah. opposite opposite someone who, like, is acts in a show about a high school musical. So she's constantly acting like she's in a musical, and you're asking those energies to. I,
1: yeah, that's a very good point. That's why uh, I never <laughs> meshed.
0: It's like, it what, you, like... what you,
1: are you really trying to go with the opposites attract analogy yeah. with that? Because that's a really shitty way to demonstrate that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So then, so then
1: at the, at the finale, we see him sticking around at her show. Supposedly he's sticking around. Really, it's just the same footage of him used over and over and over. Um, Yeah and and for what? Because they they shared a moment in the elevator and then he he follows her and kisses her. Okay? Now they're yeah. magically devoted to each other? We're supposed to believe that? After the the five scenes you gave us where they're like tearing each other apart in the elevator.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I
1: I just—it's just not again not believable. I
0: could make the effort to try to explain all that, or I could do the smart thing, which is no, not give a fuck anymore.
1: Exactly. There's nothing. (laughs) On to the next. Yeah. Uh, Next, we have mother and daughter, which is Sarah Jessica Parker and Abigail Breslin.
0: (laughs) It's just the fucking scene where Abigail Breslin shows her bra. It's just so crazy to me. Like I just.
1: That's something I didn't need to see.
0: I, I, I it's just something I imagine like the fucking male equivalent is just literally just pulling down your pants and just be like, these are my and like you're in your underwear, just like these are my balls. Like <laughs> that's the exact thing. Like, I got hair on my balls. Like that's basically a 15 year old just being like, I got hair on my balls. That's basically what she did. And no one looks around, which is kind of like uh, I I feel like almost everyone would, or like at least one person would have yelled or catcalled or done something like that, something messy. But it's also the kind of the perfect New York reaction for no one to react to a fifteen-year-old pulling up her shirt and showing her bra.
1: Yeah, they probably recognize her as. Oh, it's legitimately a teenager. Teenagers will do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just New York. They're just like, oh, there's some tits over there. Whatever, fuck it. I gotta keep. I'm walking here. I'm walking. Here, you know? <laughs> yeah, the New York. You you know, the fucking New Yorkers. I'm fucking. Yeah. i for that. Always kids. be walking. Always be walking. You know, that's their whole motto. I know, got this. shit to do, man. Yeah. Um. You know, New York. Always be walking. You know, that's it's what they always say over there. I would know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know I love how we of them like we know. I know.
1: Um, um, wow.
0: yeah, yeah, there's so, not much else to say about that one. Let's go on to the next.
1: I mean, Abigail Breslin acted well. I thought, I mean, she uh, might be one of the better actors of the movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, she is all right. Like, they they went so hyperbolic with that one. Just I like, know. Get over yourself. I hate you, mom. You're single and not going back out there and trying to find another husband is making me hate you mom you're the worst you cut <laughs> and,
1: and <laughs> she finally does which brings us to one of the only actual storyline crossovers in the whole movie between Sarah Jessica Parker and the Ahern Party storyline which is uh, and pretty much just him
0: yes um yeah. I yeah. <laughs> like
1: uh, I it's, it's it is cool. what it is. It's, it's he plays it's a like, rich boy who is trying to find the love of his life who we met a year earlier. What do you fucking do? Yeah,
0: it's like, oh I want to settle down and have sex with the same girl.
1: <laughs> well, repeatedly. I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's just like they didn't give us anything to really go on except his story of, like, regaling his story to the the pastor and his family driving the RV.
0: Oh, gee willikers, guys. I'm sick of banging random skeezies. Um... Oh, it sounds like you've lived a pretty good life, boy. Like... <laughs> oh, gee willikers, Mr. Pastor. I'm, I'm sick of, tired of being in the guts of the many. <laughs> meanwhile we have
1: the the pastor is what father-in-law
0: or dad saying banger <laughs> oh yeah i get in them guts constantly <laughs> i'm checking tonsils from the bottom you know and
1: <laughs> just a pointless fucking anyway uh <laughs> i think I, that that about
0: here what i said <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I don't think you were paying attention to what I was saying
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I
1: you were, you check- were having
0: your own little party. <laughs> I thought checking totals from the bottom was a pretty good one anyway. So then we have
1: the Times Square storyline.
0: Which, which is everyone. Which <laughs> is
1: really, yeah, everyone. No, but it's. But-
0: because they were in Times Square. That's the joke anyway. Um, uh, Morgan, yes. So it's Hilary Hil-
1: Swank and Ludacris. Hilary and Swank
0: and Luda. And Luda
1: who Man, delivers Luda. every line like Luda.
0: Like I just love this alternate universe where Ludacris is like the stand-up police officer that everyone listens to and like is best friends with Hilary Swank. Just I just love that your universe. The guy who made What's Your Fantasy <laughs> is, also, <laughs> is also best friends with the goddamn next Karate kid.
1: I wanna take the from your head to your toes!
0: <laughs> I want you to re- re- remain silent until <laughs> I want to
1: hear him remake that song as his character from this movie. I know. But, like, dub in over the bad words or the bad, like, you know, innuendos and shit. And it's like, I want to drop the ball on New Year's Eve. You know, something like something really simple. He delivers it completely mundane and quiet.
0: I mean, the the whole movie was just him in, like, this – like, in this police uniform, like, this fancy police uniform, literally looking at Hillary Swank, just going, you got this. Yeah, that's you, really all it was. That you deserve this position. You know what to do. You got this. Just, like, <laughs> it, and was then, like the, it was like the fucking DJ Khaled video. Just, like, you're the <laughs> best. <laughs> Another one. one. Another one. Like. <laughs>
1: Tiny <laughs> circles, David.
0: Major key, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, let's not forget Ryan Seacrest was also in this scene.
0: Cool. Uh,
1: yay! Um, and
0: um, then also Hector Elizondo wins the Emma Thompson Award of doing an Eastern European accent and not being from Eastern Europe.
1: Yes. 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 Watching so... a man
0: with the last name of Elizondo and who's well known to be Hispanic try to give a Russian accent.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's of Puerto Rican descent. So that apparently is exactly the same as Eastern European.
0: Yeah. You know, Kaminsky was totally from Puerto Rico. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> all right. Yeah. It was like Gary Marshall's like, Hector, my friend, I of course I'll have a role for you. I always have a role for you. Uh, uh, can you play Russian? Why did he need to be Russian? That's
1: my <laughs> fucking question.
0: Like <laughs> that's that's probably what Hector said back. Gary, does you know? Does he have to be Russian? Like he, he could just be the Puerto Rican or just any sort of Hispanic light fixer here. But, Hector, it's already written in the script. Are you trying to make changes to the script so close to filming? We're obviously going by line by line with this movie here. It's very particular, and we're not making any of this up on the fly. Obviously. You you really need that change? No, oh, no, I don't want to affect the production at all. <laughs> all right, I'll just go ahead and beat Kaminsky. I'll work on my Russian accent in the trailer. Of course, it's in your trailer. Everyone's got a trailer. We're spending so much money on this shit film here.
1: Oh my god. Dead scene. <laughs> that was very good. Bravo,
0: bravo, bravo. <laughs> I am. An excellent portrayal,
1: kind of.
0: I am in an elevated state right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, we had to do something for this movie. Like, <laughs> this, this movie set up such high expectations by being such a, like, by being such a uh, low expectation movie. Like, it's New Year's Eve. It's so open-ended. You can go anywhere with that. Yeah. It's so easy. It's ripe. Yeah. And somehow you still fucked it up. Up, oh, nay, you dropped the
0: ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's why Max gets paid the big bucks for this. <laughs> um, are there any other story lights? Um,
1: it doesn't look like it. I think that about does it. Yeah, that's it. So that's what we got. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five seven wow that seems fewer than i thought that's didn't uh but like
0: every uh what that's just the storyline that's not the amount of people within the storyline because every single person has a story within that story right line.
1: but i mean so did um jesus i'm totally blanking on the name of the movie the balance i say no, no, no. That's what I keep thinking of. The, the British one.
0: The one that started Last it. Last
1: Christmas? No, the one that we just watched.
0: Oh, Love Actually.
1: Thank you. Jesus. I cannot think right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking God. This this movie turned my brain into goo.
0: Maybe it wasn't the movie, but... <laughs> yeah, the movie. The movie. Yeah, yeah the movie. It was a movie. movie
1: love actually had nine storylines yeah and it had what 10 more minutes in the movie runtime
0: maybe but like every time natalie or the prime minister david did anything like it was centered around each other like it wasn't abigail breslin like at her school and sarah Jessica parker with her part of the storyline from the ahern one like they all had to have separate screens have in order to explain their separate storylines within the same storyline. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, maybe that's, maybe that's the lesson to be learned from this movie then. Cause like, yeah, you're right. Every storyline had its own context and it was too much.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, 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 you're t- trying Huygens- to give
1: an origin story for like 15 different characters yeah. all in a two hour long movie and it's not going to work.
0: When you're trying to have Katherine Heigl perform the complexities of human emotion when seeing someone who proposed to you and then left the very next day without so much as a phone call, come back after a year and plead back for, plead to get you back, you're asking her to portray the hum- the complex human emotions for that that part, as well as explain to us that that even happened in the first place because we don't know that context. And then on top of all of that, have Sofia Vergara interject with being and Sofia Vergara. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to do this in three takes or less because Captain Hagel has a, a previous engagement. <laughs>
1: Oh, Matthew Broderick. There's another one that popped in there randomly.
0: Oh yeah. He randomly had a scene because like, his wife was annoying me.
1: That's what I mean. There's this. there's so there's there's so much going on. It's uh, too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's like it you never gave us a chance to care about anyone in the movie. Ugh. God.
0: Um, so what happens after or after. Uh, no one stays together. Um, <laughs> Everyone's pissed. Yeah. And uh, also, <laughs> especially the Josh Duhamel, Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> storyline, because what happens is after that that second night, they go find a hotel and they go ahead and bang it out. And then that's when Sarah Jessica Parker tells Josh Duhamel about her life, including the fact that she has a 15-year-old daughter. And then Josh Dumel loses her number. So <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> uh, I mean,
1: yeah, like if this even from a rom-com perspective, if we're looking at this based on what little we know of his character, his background. Yeah. I'm ready for commitment. Well, and then he's gonna be like, not that much commitment.
0: Jesus. Ah, no, whoa, why, hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. I want to take a leap com- of
1: faith, not a fucking cannonball.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll be ready for commitment when she's looking for someone. I, huh? you know. Hey. Anyway.
1: We saw her bra, dude. Come on.
0: <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, <laughs> the, uh, oh, uh, what was the kiss of the movie? That's a very good question. You know, I, um, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not sure.
1: All right, so we've got Abigail Breslin kissing the guy, finally, that she's got a crush on.
0: <sighs> yeah, I really don't want that to be it, though. I don't either, but that's the first one funny. that
1: comes comes to mind. Um, yeah. Then we have... Like
0: the, fucking, the cheek, using an Irish-British term, the cheek of her friend who fucking forced the kiss on that kid. It was obvious that that kid's been into her... And she knows that her friend has been back into him. And then she just tries to sneak in uh, at midnight. Like what a fucking bitch.
1: Selfish move right there. Selfish fucking move.
0: <laughs> I just called that like 15 year old a bitch. Oh, All she's right. a bitch. She definitely <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: she's the she's the fuck boy of 2012s. Yeah. Series. Um, who else do we have? Ashton Kutcher and uh, Lea Michelle, right? Yeah. Do we have anyone else kissing? Oh, Josh dummel uh, gonna...
0: and Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm, honestly, fine. I, I'll give the kiss to the fucking Abigail Breslin and the boy and the in the coffee shop um well because otherwise we have
1: ashton kutcher going in for like looks like her left ear or her right ear and then somehow like she's
0: so much shorter than him that they put her on fucking steps (laughs) like she's at the top of the
1: stairs when she's kissing Uh, yeah (laughs) jesus
0: anyway um i give it a c I mean, it was still cute enough, and they did the nice little musical swell. But it's just two kids kissing, and so it's awkward. But I feel like the awkwardness is a little more accurate, though. So it kind of works for the scene. But still, I just it's a C, just the middle of the road kiss there for me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not even sure I'd even put it that high. I'd say like C minus, maybe, because it's like it, it could have been cute. You know, you could have built towards it. It could have had good context. It didn't have any context. It didn't make us care about the storyline. By the time it got to that point, it was like, oh, she finally got her kiss. And the only really redeeming part of it was like how it happened, where they kind of supposedly like fell face first into each other. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. it, Yeah. I mean, you want to see, you want to see a good build up to like a teen setting kiss like that then go look at like stranger things had a fucking great buildup between the two characters like that they kiss at a fucking like high school dance and everything it's it's adorable but they didn't do anything like that with this it was there was no like build up to it that was like it's the whole movie i keep saying it over and over every storyline was like that It was like no build up
0: as i said earlier this movie was two hours and every story could have used 10 more minutes.
1: Yeah. At the very All least. Right. Yeah.
0: And that segues to the verdict of the film. I kill it. Let's kill this movie. I'd kill Let's it. I'd sure fucking kill no it. No longer alive. I'd so welcome it. to the shit list. The last movie of 2020. I think it's very apropos that it joins the shit list of a shitty year.
1: I agree. I I very much agree. I think it's, this is all very fitting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck you, 2020! So, we're starting next year off with the movie Choice of Max. Max, you're getting to choose our very first movie next week, so while you're thinking about that, uh, wink, wink, um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and go into our socials so you can find us on Instagram at Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod. Sorry for the live tweets this week. They weren't great, but the movie wasn't great either. So it was hard to come up with shit. But <laughs> at Bro the Stone Pod is our Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E in super. So S U P R Market Sweep. And you can find me on Instagram at relusa88. And that's relusa 8 And then Max?
1: On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, T-H-E, period, L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. And on Twitter, you can find me at the Lionhearted with an underscore, T-H-E underscore L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D.
0: Perfecto. And then next week, Max, what movie do we want to watch?
1: So next week, we're going to take it back. To a classic that we haven't done yet. We're going to start off the new year with something familiar, something simple, something classic. And something directed
0: by this director who directed this.
1: That's true. Yes. Who is? Remind us all again. Gary Marshall. Oh, yes. Gary Marshall. So next week we're going to watch Pretty Motherfucking Woman.
0: (laughs) Uh, not to be confused with the 1990 film pretty woman pretty motherfucking (laughs) 2008 star samuel Uh, jackson Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yes we're gonna watch pretty woman finally we haven't done it yet on this Mm, podcast so mm. might as well kick off 2021 with a bang so join us for that podcast but until then to the tens and tens of listeners we love y'all thank you for listening Have a great rest of 2020.
1: We love you guys and happy new year. And here's to a wonderful 2021.